Hello everyone. Today we would begin with part 1 of chapter 10. The opulence of the absolute. The supreme personality of God had said, "Listen again, O mighty armed Arjuna. Because you are my dear friend, for your benefit I shall speak to you further." giving knowledge that is better than what i have already explained the word bhagwan is explained thus by parasara muni one who is full in six opulences who has full strength full fame wealth knowledge beauty and renunciation is bhagwan or the supreme personality of godhead while krishna was present on this earth he displayed all six opulences therefore great sages like parasara muni have all accepted krishna as the supreme personality of godhead now krishna is instructing arjuna in more confidential knowledge of his opulences and his work previously beginning with the 7th chapter the lord has already explained his different energies and how they are acting now in this chapter he explains his specific opulences to arjuna in the previous chapter he has clearly explained his different energies to establish devotion in firm conviction again in this chapter he tells arjuna about his manifestations and various opulences the more one hears about the supreme god the more one becomes fixed in devotional service one should always hear about the lord in the association of devotees that will enhance one's devotional service in the text too lord krishna says neither the hosts of demigods nor the great sages know my origin or opulences for in every respect i am the source of the demigods and sages here the lord indirectly says that if anyone wants to know the absolute truth here i am present as the supreme personality of godhead i am the supreme one should know this although one cannot understand the inconceivable lord who is personally present he nonetheless exists we can actually understand krishna who is eternal full of bliss and knowledge simply by studying his words in the bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam the conception of god as some ruling power or as the impersonal brahman can be reached by persons who are in the inferior energy of the lord 
but the personality of godhead cannot be conceived unless one is in the transcendental position as stated in the 7th chapter those who are trying to elevate themselves to the platform of the spiritual realization are not ordinary men they are superior to millions and millions of ordinary men who have no knowledge of spiritual realization but one of those actually trying to understand the spiritual situation one who can come to the understanding that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead the proprietor of everything the unborn is the most successful spiritually realized person in that stage only when one has fully understood krishna's supreme position can one be freely completely from all the sinful reactions the lord is different from the living entities who are taking birth and dying due to material attachment the conditioned souls are changing their bodies but his body is not changeable even when he comes to this material world he comes as the same unborn therefore in the fourth chapter it is said that the lord by his internal potency is not under the inferior material energy but is always in the superior energy he was existing before the creation and he is different from his creation all the demigods were created within this material world but as far as krishna is concerned it is said that he is not created therefore krishna is different even from the great demigods like brahma and shiva and because he is the creator of brahma shiva and all other demigods he is the supreme person of all planets shri krishna is therefore different from everything that is created and anyone who knows him as such immediately becomes liberated from all sinful reactions one should not try to understand krishna as a human being as stated previously only a foolish person thinks him to be a human being if krishna is known as the son of devaki then how can he be unborn that is also explained in shrimad bhagavatam when he appeared before devaki and vasudeva he was not born as an ordinary child he appeared in his original form and then he transformed himself into an ordinary child in text 4 and 5 lord krishna says intelligence knowledge freedom from doubt and delusion forgiveness truthfulness 
control of the senses control of the mind happiness and distress birth death fear fearlessness non-violence satisfaction charity fame and infamy all these various qualities of living beings are created by me alone in the next text lord krishna says the seven great sages and before them the four other great sages and the manus come from me born from my mind and all the living beings populating the various planets descend from them the lord is giving a genealogical synopsis of the universal population brahma is the original creature born out of the energy of the supreme lord who is known as hiranyagarbha and from brahma all the seven great sages and before them four great sages named sanaka sananda sanatana and sanat kumara and the 14 manus are manifested all these 25 great sages are known as patriarchs of the living entities all over the universe there are innumerable universes and innumerable planets within each universe and each planet is full of population of different varieties all of them are born of these 25 patriarchs brahma underwent penance for 1000 years of the demigods before he realized by the grace of krishna how to create then from brahma came sanaka sananda sanantana and sanat kumara then rudra and then the seven sages and in this way all the brahmanas and kshatriyas are born out of the energy of the supreme personality of godhead brahma is known as pitama the grandfather and krishna is known as prapitama the father of the grandfather this is more explained in the 11th chapter of bhagavad gita generally people know that god is great but they do not know in detail how god is great here are the details if one knows factually how god is great then naturally he becomes a surrendered soul and engages himself in the devotional service of the lord when one factually knows the opulences of the supreme there is no alternative but to surrender to him all vedic literatures agrees that krishna is the source of brahma shiva and all other demigods in the atharva veda it is said it was krishna who in the beginning instructed brahma in vedic knowledge and who disseminated vedic knowledge in the past 
Then again, the Narayana Upanishad says, Then the Supreme Personality Narayana desired to create living entities. The Upanishad continues, From Narayana, Brahma is born. And from Narayana, the patriarchs are also born. From Narayana, Indra is born. And from Narayana, the eight Vasus are born. From Narayana, the eleven Rudras are born. And from Narayana, the twelve Adityas are born. This Narayan is an expansion of Krishna. In the beginning of the creation, there was only the Supreme Personality Narayana. There was no Brahma, no Shiva, no water, no fire, no moon, no stars, no sun. In the Maha Upanishad, it is also said that Lord Shiva was born from the forehead of the Supreme Lord. Thus, the Vedas say that it is the Supreme Lord, the creator of Brahma and Shiva, who is to be worshipped. When a person knows the goal of life but is addicted to the fruits of activities, he is acting in Karma Yoga. When he knows that the goal is Krishna but he takes pleasure in mental speculations to understand Krishna, he is acting in Jnana Yoga. And when one knows the goal and seeks Krishna completely in Krishna consciousness and devotional service, he is acting in Bhakti Yoga or Buddhi Yoga, which is the complete yoga. This complete yoga is the highest perfectional stage of life. A person may have a bona fide spiritual master and may be attached to a spiritual organization. But if he is still not intelligent enough to make progress, then Krishna from within gives him instructions so that he may ultimately come to him without difficulty. The qualification is that a person always engage himself in Krishna consciousness and with love and devotion render all kinds of services. He should perform some sort of work for Krishna and that work should be with love. If a devotee is not intelligent enough to make progress on the path of self-realization but is sincere and devoted to the activities of devotional service, the Lord gives him the chance to make progress and ultimately attain to him. The Lord tells Arjuna that basically there is no possibility of understanding the Supreme Truth, the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead simply by speculating for the Supreme Truth is so great that it is not possible to understand Him or to achieve Him simply by making a mental effort. Man can go on speculating for several millions of years 
and if he is not devoted and if he is not a lover of the supreme truth he will never understand krishna or the supreme truth only by devotional service is the supreme truth krishna pleased and by his inconceivable energy he can reveal himself to the heart of the pure devotee the pure devotee always has krishna within his heart and with the presence of krishna who is just like the sun the darkness of ignorance is at once dissipated this is the special mercy rendered to the pure devotee by krishna due to the contamination of material association through many many millions of births one's heart is always covered with the dust of materialism but when one engages in devotional service and constantly chants hare krishna the dust quickly clears and one is elevated to the platform of pure knowledge the ultimate goal vishnu can be attained only by this chant and by devotional service and not by mental speculations or arguments the pure devotee does not have to worry about the material necessities of life he need not be anxious because when he removes the darkness from his heart everything is provided automatically by the supreme lord who is pleased by the loving devotional service of the devotee this is the essence of the teachings of bhagavad gita by studying bhagavad gita one can become a soul completely surrendered to the supreme lord and engage himself in pure devotional service as the lord takes charge one becomes completely free from all kinds of materialistic endeavors in the text 12 and 13 arjuna said you are the supreme personality of godhead the ultimate abode the purest the absolute truth you are the eternal transcendental original person the unborn the greatest all the great sages such as narada asita devala and vyasa confirm this truth about you and now you yourself are declaring it to me arjuna after hearing the essential four verses of bhagavad gita in this chapter became completely free from all doubts and accepted krishna as the supreme personality of godhead he at once boldly declares you are param brahma the supreme personality of godhead it is not that because krishna is arjuna's intimate friend arjuna is flattering him by calling him the supreme personality of godhead whatever arjuna says in these two verses is confirmed by vedic truth vedic injunctions affirm that only one who takes to devotional service to the supreme lord can understand him wherever others cannot each and every word of this verse spoken by arjuna is confirmed by vedic injunction 
in the vedas the supreme lord is accepted as the purest of the pure one who understands that the krishna is the purest of the pure can become purified from all sinful activities one cannot be disinfected from sinful activities unless he surrenders unto the supreme lord here arjuna expresses himself through the grace of krishna if we want to understand bhagavad gita we should accept the statements in these two verses this is called the parampara system unless one is in the disciplic succession he cannot understand bhagavad gita it is not possible by so called academic education unfortunately those proud of their academic education despite so much evidence in vedic literatures stick to their obstinate conviction that krishna is an ordinary person in text 14 arjuna continues o krishna i totally accept as truth all that you have told me neither the demigods nor the demons o lord can understand your personality by the grace of supreme lord arjuna has understood that the supreme truth is krishna and that he is the perfect one one should therefore follow the path of arjuna he received the authority of bhagavad gita as described in the fourth chapter the parampara system of disciplic succession for the understanding of bhagavad gita was lost and therefore krishna reestablished that disciplic succession with arjuna because he considered arjuna his intimate friend and a great devotee therefore as stated in our introduction to gita upanishad bhagavad gita should be understood in the parampara system when the parampara system was lost arjuna was selected to rejuvenate it the acceptance by arjuna of all that krishna says should be emulated then we can understand the essence of bhagavad gita and then only can we understand that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead in text 15 arjuna says indeed you alone know yourself by your own internal potency o supreme person origin of all lord of all beings god of gods lord of the universe the supreme lord krishna can be known by persons who are in relationship with him through the discharge of devotional service like arjuna and his followers persons of demonic mentality cannot know krishna mental speculation that leads one way from the supreme lord is a serious sin and one who does not know krishna should not try to comment on bhagavad gita bhagavad gita 
is the statement of Krishna and since it is the science of Krishna it should be understood from Krishna as Arjuna understood the supreme truth is realized in three aspects as impersonal brahman localized parmatma and at last as the supreme personality of godhead so at the last stage of understanding the absolute truth one comes to the supreme personality of godhead a common man or even a liberated man who has realized impersonal brahman or localized parmatma may not understand god's personality such men therefore may endeavor to understand the supreme person from the verses of bhagavad gita which are being spoken by this person krishna sometimes the impersonalist accept krishna as bhagwan or they accept his authority yet many liberated persons cannot understand krishna as purushottam the supreme person therefore arjuna addresses him as purushottam yet one still may not understand that krishna is the father of all living entities therefore arjuna addresses him as bhuta bhavana and if one comes to know him as the father of all living entities still one may not know him as the supreme controller therefore he is addressed here as putesa the supreme controller of everyone and even if one knows krishna as the supreme controller of all living entities still one may not know that he is the origin of all the demigods therefore he is addressed herein as deva deva the worshipful god of all demigods and even if one knows him as the worshipful god of all demigods one may not know that he is the supreme proprietor of everything therefore he is addressed as jagatpati thus the truth about krishna is established in this verse by the realization of arjuna and we should follow in the footsteps of arjuna to understand krishna as he is he continues please tell me in detail of your divine opulences by which you pervade all these worlds o krishna o supreme mystic how shall i constantly think of you and how shall i know you in what various forms are you to be remembered o supreme personality of godhead as it is stated in the previous chapter the supreme personality of godhead is covered by his yoga maya only surrendered souls and devotees can see him now arjuna is convinced that his friend krishna is the supreme godhead but he wants to know the general process by which all pervading lord can be understood by the common man o janardana again please describe in detail the mystic power of your opulences i am never satiated in hearing about you for the more i hear the more i want to taste the nectar of your words
we shall continue chapter 10th in the next episode thank you